Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another Man on the Post Daily World Cup podcast. Uh, I am your host, I am Chris. Uh, with me tonight, I've got James. Good evening. How are we? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you very much. Uh, and I've got a man who we established pre-record, hasn't got a birthday today. It's Greg. Good evening, everyone. Hello. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. Long time maybe on this podcast. It's been, yeah, it's been a while. I haven't been able to do many of the regular season ones, but it's my second World Cup one. Join it so far. Good. Yeah, this, I, I, I'm quite liking this World Cup. Are you guys? Yes, very much so. I mean, it's not goal heavy, is it? I mean, we haven't seen too many three-two free or thrillers, but every game's had a bit of drama. It's always had plenty of talking points. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, well, look, we'll start chronologically today, um, being Friday, and we are going to talk first of all about Brazil, Costa Rica. So, if I give you a little sort of taken and you guys sort of agree or disagree I thought Brazil were quite leggy and quite sort of laboured with their game uh, and I think Costa Rica were quite happy to sort of play the waiting game um, and I think Nikola Navas was possibly man of the match as well although the BBC have got down Philip Coutinho has anyone got any thoughts on that or what, what they thought about the game? I'll pick on someone if you don't put your hands up <laughs> no, I was I was going to let uh, Greg go first. Go on, James, you go. And uh, well, I was pleased for Brazil that they got over the line. I thought Kayla Navas made some good saves. I wondered why Neymar was taking corners, and I wondered why uh, William was persistently shooting from distance and being nowhere near uh, uh, the target. But uh, I thought it was a great goal by Philip Coutinho, so quick to put that ball through his legs and finish in the way he did. But um, I didn't. I don't know if the pressure was getting to getting to them towards the end for them to get over the line. And once again, with Chichi's substitutions, you know, leaving it quite late, especially for the third one. And um, I think there's more to come from this Brazil, but they've, they've got to cut out, cut out the, uh, the individualistic um, uh, tendencies that some players have. Because it's the team game at the end of the day, and they need each other to be pulling in the same direction. But um, I thought Costa Rica held firm, and they did what they had to do. And a good save from Kayla Navas too, and their backline. Costa Rica were quite resolute at times, but uh, Brazil just about got over the line. But uh, it should be a lesson for them going forward. Greg, it was the first Brazil World Cup win thanks to a goal scored in the 90th minute, which surprised me. Um, what did you make of it? Well, it's worth knowing that this isn't uh, a Brazil side of old in the style that they play, is it? No. They're a lot more um, attritional. They uh, they keep the ball. They're not relying on moments of brilliance and magic and 
someone beating a man or uh, doing something out of nowhere. They're very, they're quite methodical, and they're quite, they've got a, a solid base which they build from. Um, and again, it just it's what we discussed after the Switzerland game um, on Sunday. Um, they they tend to look a little better when Neymar's not involved. I mean, if you look at the ball that uh, the goal that they scored, it was a Firmino knockdown, um, and it's Coutinho with a well time run into the box. I know um, Neymar gets on the end of the second one, uh, but again, he tried to make it all about him, and uh, that chimes in with what James was was saying about the individual individualistic attitudes of some of the uh, Brazilian players. But like we said on Sunday, if he does pick up a knock, um, Neymar, it's not the end of the world because um, you've got Firmino, William, Jesus didn't have a great game, uh, and uh, Coutinho. That's um, a world-class top four anyway. Yeah, um, Oscar Ramirez, the Costa Rica coach, said, sort of quote-unquote, I don't know what else we could have done. Um Brazil kept on knocking and you're right it's not a Brazil team where they're going to sort of samba their way through but they did they persisted and Neymar cut a frustrated figure he was getting the referee told him to stop yapping at one point um, and then that sort of show of emotion at the end after the final whistle is he getting is he getting sorry great is he getting a bit sort of like um Messi looks like he's got 30 million Argentinians on his shoulder doesn't he is there something similar do you think with Neymar great well, I think it's, with Neymar, I don't think the uh, Brazilian public, obviously, he's adored over there. I don't think they're putting all the pressure on his shoulders. I think he's doing it himself. Um, Messi has all that pressure on his shoulders because he is who he is. And because Argentina, as we saw last night, aren't that good. Brazil are a good all-round side. He doesn't need to put all this pressure on himself. Because if you, if you look who's um, um, scored the two really important goals from this um, World Cup. It's Coutinho, isn't it? Mm. So they're a better all-round team than, let's say, Argentina are. Um, and Messi is expected to run the show. Neymar doesn't have to. No, that's right, isn't it, James? They're more than more than some of their parts these days, aren't they? Yeah, well, Chichi has changed the, the ethic of the, uh, of the squad. You know, he started to look... At, um, at players that play in Brazil and, and players that play in Europe and try to find a mix. I thought the left-back Falgner didn't do too bad and he's a bit of an unknown quantity for some people but it, it, I, don't, I don't think he had a, such a bad game. But, um, you know, there's pressure on him to become world champion again for the first time in um, in uh, 24 years and I think they're feeling it and I think uh, I think Chichi was... Uh, yeah, 24, yes, that's what I said. Nice. And I think Again. Did I, what, did I, what did I say? 24. Yeah, 24. Yeah, the first time since... Uh, yeah, 24 years, the last time they've won it. 2002? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, what did I say? You probably don't remember 2002. I do remember it, but why... What, <laughs> a bit, sorry, sorry, listeners, for my uh, for my error of judgment there. Maybe I've had two, one too many pods this week and a long week at work. My apologies. You were probably, yeah. probably in short trousers and, you know... Yeah. Off. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, my apologies for my error in judgment there, but I think they're feeling it, and um, yeah, I think it's they all want this to be the time when they uh, they get the sixth title. It's very important to to them all. He was fouled ten times in the first game, wasn't he, Neymar? Um, so he was targeted again in the in this match as well. Greg, was the um, was it a penalty on him when he sort of? 
pulled himself to the well, he didn't pull himself to the ground. He was kind of pulled a little bit and then fell over, didn't he? Uh, no, no, no. Um, the only reason he fell over is because he made himself fall over. Um, the, although there was contact, um, as you say, that there wasn't enough for him to to impinge what he was trying to do in the box. He could have carried on playing. Um, and carried on either he could have got a shot on goal or created a chance for someone else. It wasn't a penalty in my book. If you look at what happened to Alexandra Mitrovic, I'm sure we'll come on to that yeah, yeah. later on. That's a penalty. That's <laughs> that's a penalty for pushing and pulling in the box. What happens to Neymar is not. Okay, fair enough. Um so their last game is uh who's their last game against? Serbia. Serbia, that's right. Okay, uh, that'll be an interesting one because Serbia's still got something to play for as well. Also, this afternoon we had uh, Nigeria versus Iceland. That was Nigeria 2, Iceland 0. I watched the first half. I wasn't massively impressed. Um, Ahmed Musa, though, which of his goals was the best? Well, I liked the um, the first one. I did as well. Because um, Martin Keown said that Moses put a good ball into the box. And he didn't. No. Um, <laughs> in Martin Keown being wrong, shocker. Um <laughs> It wasn't a good because it was neither a low driven cross or one at head height for him to nod in. It was in between, and he's done so well to bring that down, um, and then to just rearrange himself. And he's hit it on the on the half volley. Fantastic goal. The second one's more about his pace, isn't it? Yeah, and it slows himself down, uh, shows a bit of composure. But that first one, the technical skill to pluck that ball from the air, then rearrange himself and. Uh, and half of it in fantastic goal the first one it was one of those ones where you see it and you you're not quite sure how it happens so you sort of have to wait for the action replay before you actually see what he did and I think in slow motion that piece of skill where he sort of drags it back was, was even better wasn't it yeah I, I thought I, I enjoyed the second goal just to add a bit of neutrality to it I thought the second goal was very good his pace as well and he he had a reputation at Seska Moscow where he was um very quick on the draw and, and quite prolific. And then obviously he's gone to gone to Leicester and things didn't really work out for him. But it's definitely got something about him. I thought uh, Victor Moses was OK in uh, in patches and, and the young um, kid that come on as a sub uh, in the second half. Yes, he gave away the penalty, which was completely unnecessary. But he was playing for Arad and Haag here in the Netherlands as a defender. And they finished. Uh, they finished in the uh, Euro- uh, European playoffs this season. And uh, Tyrone Ibue has managed to secure himself a transfer from uh, Den Haag to Benfica, which is uh, which is a very interesting transfer indeed. Was it a penalty? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those that sometimes um, gets missed because the ball goes out of play just after. But if that's anywhere else on the pitch, it's a little clumsy. I don't think the fullback quite realises he's there. What do we make of a two-pace run-up for a penalty? Well, I can see, I can see the logic behind it. He's just, he's, he's done it with the eyes. He, he's done that bit well, and then he's just in training. I bet it, not ninety-nine times out of a hundred, he just puts that poster stamp. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's basically, it's a pass, isn't it? Yeah, he's just knocking a, a twenty-yard pass in the air. Um, so. You do wonder with the because obviously it was a VAR decision. Is the long waits, you know, is it getting to them? You do wonder that sometimes. Don't you? I've seen a few penalties in the past where a penalty has been given, and then the players all surround the ref. And there's a big um, years and years ago. I remember one. It was Leicester versus 
Manchester City uh, before Manchester City got good and it was like a relegation scrap and David James gave a penalty away and there was an absolute age before Paul Dickoff took the penalty for Leicester um, and he missed and you do sort of think not so much does it play with their head but you've been waiting so long do you know do they change their mind or something like that but it, it, he had a free kick as well didn't he Sigerson in the um, in the first half as well which was well saved by uh, the Nigerian keeper he um he did look a little bit like he was again a bit more a bit of the Neymar's. He was trying to do a little yeah. bit um bit too much by himself because there was a he had an opportunity, I think it was in the first half as well, where he's hit one from outside the box where he had a man open to his left who he could have just slipped. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Not and entirely that... sure if he's fully fit. Because obviously he's been, yeah, he's missed a lot of the season, hasn't he? Yeah, he's um he hasn't played um Freverton for a good few months due to injury. So you do wonder is uh, Gilfie f- fully fit? But um, Nigeria were a completely different side to the insipid outfit we saw against Croatia. Um, I think not starting Odi Nagalo just made them look so much more dynamic up top. Did they play? It was Inacho they played in front instead, wasn't it? Inacho, uh, Musa, and who was it? Who else was it? Um, Can't remember. That's- uh, got out of my head now. Um, I'll have to have a look. Well, um, I tell you what, yeah. Why do you ever think? I'm, my my unpopular football opinion is I really don't like that Nigeria kit. I can't. I'm looking from afar, Chris. I can't believe the the, the hype surrounding it. People queuing around the block to get it when. Uh, at the risk of making people angry, they have no connection with Nigeria whatsoever. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It's a it's like it's a funny looking thing. It's like that thing that sometimes appears in the top right corner of your TV screen that sort of flashes on and off. So you know when the adverts are coming. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Um. So next up, Iceland have got Croatia, who looked imperious yesterday. Uh, who Ross and um, Eugene, wasn't it, James? Talked about on the it. It was me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I um came on as a sub for Colin, who couldn't make it, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, and um, Nigeria have got Argentina. <sighs> Iceland, Croatia, I can, I think Croatia were too much for them. Nigeria, Argentina, I mean, we can see Argentina losing that as well, can't we? If Nigeria played like they did today, um, obviously they switched to three at the back with um, wing-backs, didn't they? Mm. Um, and it just looked a lot more natural for them. Um, and those front, Mousserini and Acho uh, did work. Uh, Mikel played a lot deeper than he did against... Um, Croatia and uh, I think that made a big difference yeah I think you're right it did I mean I tweeted yesterday or I think I was probably said in our WhatsApp group that um, Messi played 55 games for Argentina this season he's probably completely knackered um, Mm. which is why he can't sort of do it for Argentina so I, I do fear for them in the final games I just hope that Sao Paoli goes through his squad with a fine tooth comb because if, when you think who was on the bench for Argentina yesterday, Higuain, Lo Celso, Dybala, he's got to go through his squad now and pick a team, a team being the word, that can get a result against Nigeria mm. to, to see them through. Um, my a significant fa- result as well, isn't it? It's not yeah, like they need to win 1-0. No, it's uh, it's important for them to get what they need to go through. And I think as well, I said on the pod last night, I still don't think Alejandro Sabella 
gets the credit he deserves for leading Argentina to that final four years ago. Because mm. if you look at the man management involved four years ago, look at the personnel of the squad from four years ago and now, it's not... It's, the difference in personnel is, is, is not huge. But the man management differences between Sabella and Sabaoli are massive. And I think that's the difference. I think this, that's the difference this time around for Argentina too. Okay. Uh, final game of um, today was Serbia versus uh, Switzerland. Finished Switzerland 2, Serbia 1. First time in this tournament that a team has um, come from a losing position to win. Uh, Serbia took the lead through Alexander Mitrovic. That was a hell of a goal, wasn't it? That was a very good goal. He played really well tonight, I thought, especially in the first half. Um, and second goal, the second half was goals from uh, Granit Xhaka and Zerdan Shakir at the end. Who saw the cheeky little... Um, uh, Albanian Eagle celebrations as they uh, ran off towards the, the crowd at the, after they scored. Well, there's um, a bit of needle in the run-up to this game, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, the likes of um, Shakir and Shaka both have um, Kosovo heritage, don't they? Yeah, well, um, I can't remember where uh, Jacques was born, but Shakira is definitely born in Kosovo. Yeah, so, and obviously Serbia don't recognise Kosovo as a, as a legitimate nation. No. Um, and uh, is it Shakira who had... Um, did he have some... The Kosovo flag stitched into his boots somewhere. Yeah, he's got the um, Swiss flag on one boot and the Kosovo on on the uh, on the other. Yeah, so that just added a little subtext, uh, didn't it? And I think when um, in the first half, I think Mitrovic, it was tracking back, and Shakiri went down a little too easy, and there was yes. a few words exchanged. And um, at half time, as they walked off as well, did you yeah. see that? Yeah, I'd, it'd be yeah, a transcript of that because um, <laughs> I think there was a. I think there was a few words exchanged on Instagram before the game as well. Um, if that's not modern football, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, um, it was... Switzerland were a different side after the break, weren't they? When once they finally took off Harris Seferovic, um, they just looked ten times better. But there was... This... Sorry, go someone on. to play around up top, and that yeah. brought the likes of, of Shakiri um, into the game. There was a stat midway through the first half that Switzerland had made 198 passes and Serbia had made sort of 97 or something like that. Um, and they'd got something like 70% possession against Serbia's 30. And they were just getting so far. And they either had no imagination. I don't think Serbia particularly dominated, but it just looked like Switzerland didn't have the imagination to sort of get beyond the Serb defence. What do you reckon, James? Um, I think that the spine of Switzerland is very good. And I thought that from the first half, Ricardo Rodriguez, every ball he was putting into the box and putting forward was uh, was accurate. He's had a really good season as well from Lannick. Yeah, He's a fantastic well, player, isn't he? Yeah, I've rated him ever since his Wolf, Wolfsburg days. Mm. And I think Milan, for what Milan paid for him, that's a steal. Mm. And also, the, they've got a Kanji, Manuel Kanji, the, um, the centre-back who used to play for Basel, but now plays for Dortmund. And a uh, fantastic goal by Shaka and uh, Shakiri with individual brilliance to win the game as well. There's something about this Switzerland side. I think they've only lost once in 24 games or something. Well, they won all the qualifying games apart from the Portugal one, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. And there's there's something about them. They will give who it's likely they'll go through now, and they will give anyone who they play in the last sixteen a good game. And I just think that I just think they're so organised. Mm. And and when and when you're organised as a team, and you see the togetherness when um, when the final whistle went because they knew how much um, how much it meant, to, especially coming from behind, and also with uh, Lichtsteiner 
there's players in that squad that have um, accrued an awful lot of experience at club level and played in Europe as well on a regular basis. And I think the the manager, Vladimir Petrovic, he, um, he managed to get Lazio on an even keel when they were struggling uh, domestically. And he got them uh, back into contention to qualify for Europe and that kind of thing. So there's, uh, there's real uh, ingredients in that uh, international squad to go on to, uh, to make life difficult for whoever they play in the last 16. You're an Arsenal fan. Where's this Shaka been all season? Uh, I've, I've put it down to concentration is what I put it down to. Yeah. And uh, concentration on his part and lack of, of, of ramifications for Arsenal fans, that, Arsenal players that don't perform because Wenger has, uh, was in some cases far too, um, far too easy on them and never dropping them and always believing too much in players that were not quite good enough. And hopefully we'll see a, a ruthless side in Unai Emery. But I think, um, I think at Switzerland, the, the concentration levels for Xhaka is higher, perhaps international level, where he's, he's more concentrated and he's in, he's in an environment where they won't tolerate someone being perhaps half-hearted or not being fully committed in the, in the challenges or, um, or being able to man-mark uh, your opponent. Does he get more time at international level, do you think, on the ball? Yeah, I think so. I think that helps him. And uh, but we paid over the odds for him. I mean, Arsenal paid 35 million euros for Munchen Gladbach for him, and he's not worth that. And um, but you know, he had a great game tonight with an absolutely fantastic goal to hit it when that ball was spinning, especially the technique to do it. That's a tremendous goal. And uh, I don't, I don't think on the commentary you could see them uh, saying about the goalkeeper, but that that's come through a crowd of bodies that ball, and I don't think you can blame the goalkeeper one iota. Uh, yeah, but to be fair, we paid a similar amount for Mo Salah, and you know these overpaid former Swiss league mercenaries. You know, what can you do, <laughs> Greg? Um... Shakiri, every time he gets that ball, he either makes you want to tear your hair out or he just does something absolutely incredible. There was the goal, there was the one before he hit the, where he hit the crossbar, just from, he, sort of, he almost lost the ball, didn't he? Turned inside on the edge of the area and sort of curled the ball around everyone onto, onto the bar. Well, um, undoubted quality. Yeah. Um, and it's, it must, state fans must be watching that and just tearing their hair out. I mean, where was... <laughs> Um, that kind of performance throughout the, the season, uh, but yeah, he got he came into the game a lot more second half when they had someone to to play off of up there, um, and because uh, I thought Serbia looked comfortable first half, they did. They looked very good, didn't they? Um, and it was I was looking at the two sides, and I was like, Christ, you wouldn't think it was Switzerland that's sixth in the world rank. Because that service looked good, and and Switzerland created very little, and were unable to get Shakiri uh, into the game. But um, yeah, they were they were fantastic second half, and um, you know you'd back them to to go on and potentially um, even top that group. Stojkovic didn't have to work that hard till he had to pick the ball up in it, did he? No, they but they didn't create. Like, I, I I feel like I'm picking on him here, but when you've got players like. Seferovic leading the line mm. your keeper's not going to have too much there and you're going to be relying on midfield runners to take take any chances that you create um, but yeah he wasn't too busy and um, Serbia just looked really comfortable until um, until that equaliser yeah and it sort of went down from there I have to say Serbia are probably the team I'd least like to meet in a dark alley they're all about six foot four aren't they and look hard as nails they do they look they look like they're just sort of no fat on them at all, don't they? Mm. Yeah. 
I think if I bumped into the sort of collar off the of Mitrovic or something, I'd definitely hand my wallet over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, penalty for Mitrovic. You, were, you said earlier on we'd be talking about it, didn't we? It should have been two penalties. Two penalties. Um, there was a long way where he was manhandled by two players, wasn't there? Yeah, he should, he should, he should have got two penalties for that one. <laughs> um, he was fouled by two, two different players. No, that was um, very similar to what was happening to Kane. It's funny uh, how neither of those were referred to VAR, isn't it? Yeah, but some perceived softer ones um, have been referred and sent upstairs. Mm. Um, oh, but yeah, that was... And you wonder how the game would have panned out if um, Serbia had got that penalty. But yeah, that was a stonewaller. Yeah. You see, I thought Mitrovic did all right uh, because he was pressing their goalkeeper well, wasn't he, Sommer? He was pressing him quite well, nearly forced him into quite a, an error as they sort of trying to pre- play out the back. And, of course, he got his goal. And for about sort of 20 minutes or so, he was a real threat after that goal in the Swiss penalty area. He looked seriously sharp from from the first minute. Yeah, definitely. He's, um, he's, on, he's back at Newcastle now, isn't he? And, um, yeah, obviously, I think Fulham are making him their prime target. Uh, for the transfer business, but I think that performance tonight, even though they lost, has just chucked an extra five million on to the twenty million that Mike Ashley wants. I do like him. He's about, he's almost the right side of nutcase, isn't he? Well, for a long time he was the wrong side, wasn't he? Yeah. But that spell at Fulham's kind of just reminded him that he's a a good player and a real handful. And if he concentrates on on that on playing well instead of all the other stuff he can get involved in. Um, then he's a, a really talented player. Yeah. Was Brazil top on four points? James with Switzerland second on four points also. Point behind a Serbia. Costa Rica are out. Uh, last games of this group see Serbia face Brazil and uh, Switzerland play Costa Rica. Um, we were saying earlier on how Brazil aren't all that, aren't they? So this is, it's, it's still game on for Serbia, isn't it, James? It certainly is. They'll, uh, they'll give everything they've got to get through to the last 16. And uh, they'll be uh, they'll be fully motivated, but uh, I think Brazil might just have too much. Okay, and then Switzerland, Costa Rica—that's going to be Switzerland, isn't it? I think I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Well, that brings us to the end of today's action. So we'll look forward to uh, tomorrow's games. Group FC's South Korea take on Mexico, and Germany take on Sweden. Germany lost their first game. They're, they're going to be um, it's completely the wrong time to place. Face Germany, isn't it? After they've lost their first game for Sweden. Well, I think yeah, I think it'll be a, an interesting fixture. Actually, um, I don't. Th- it do, um, Yogi Love the other day in the press conference. Um, someone yeah. asked him, "Are you going to become?" I think it's the fourth out of five World Cup winners that uh, that haven't qualified out of the group, and he um, just brushed it off, saying, "Oh, that won't happen." And it's that kind of arrogance mm. that can get you into a bit of trouble. Um, I don't think this game is as cut and dry as everyone thinks. This, I know they'll Germany will probably go and spot them aside three 0 now, um, but I don't think it's as cut and dry as everyone thinks. Well, they're known for their humility, aren't they, the Germans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Switzerland or Sweden got Emil Forsberg, haven't they? Who does ply his trade in um, in Germany? So their star player won't be isn't an unknown quantity. But there's talk about Thomas Muller being dropped and. It's not quite a settled German team. Uh, of course, Leroy Sane isn't there, but I don't know. We were all brought up on years of German dominance, aren't we? It's hard to see anything else. I know, but wouldn't it be lovely? Oh, it'd be brilliant. It'd be so much fun. Um, and then South Korea, Mexico, James. South Korea lost their first game um, against Sweden. That was a, that's probably the 
stink out game of the tournament so far. They didn't look great, did they? Uh, no, they didn't. And uh, I think they were trying to get at least a point and uh, the penalty decision leading to Sweden's uh, win. But I think uh, I think Mexico will pick up from where they left off. I can see Mexico winning this game quite comfortably and uh, Hervin Lozano again uh, playing a key role. Yes, he's done very well in the first game, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he took his goal really well and there was such togetherness and they were all re- uh, ready to fight for the three points. And uh, I think um, I think Mexico will be a bridge too far for South Korea. OK. Did they take Jürgen Damm, Mexico? I can't remember. I think they have, haven't they? Sorry? Jürgen Damm, did he make their squad? I can't remember. Don't think so, but I'd, I'd, have, to look, I'd have to look at it again. Hmm. No, sorry. I was just thinking back to because he's of German descent, so I was wondering if he played last week against Germany. Uh, and then finally, we've got um, Belgium versus Tunisia, which is the one o'clock kickoff tomorrow. Um, back into England's group. Um, Tunisia, they sort of they were a very physical team last week, weren't they? When we played them, um, are Belgium going to like that? Um, I think it took. Uh, it's about half hour to figure out how to play against the side which who are technically better than them. Um, so, and we, we saw that they they were very solid against England for for a good hour um, mm. until the last minute when they got on done by a set piece. I think Belgium will win, but I don't think they'll find it as easy as they did against Panama. Oh, okay. Well, Belgium start a bit slowly because their last eleven World Cup goals have all come after half time, haven't they? So they may take some time to sort of. If they get softened up by Tunisia, uh, then it's you know they they don't have to sort of panic too much because they're quite used to sort of scoring in the second half. Mm. And Lukaku's got 15 goals in his last 10 internationals. So yeah, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if this finished one nil with a a goal on the hour mark from Lukaku. Yeah, when we were talking on the on the pod last time, I thought well, last time I was on about how far Belgium will go is because of their players rather than their manager, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think Adam's probably the one to ask about um, Roberto Martinez' management style and the style of football. Um, it, like we discussed um, on the pod the other day, the draw could open up for either one of England or Belgium, so um, they could go, they could get to a semi-final conceivably. Yeah, so oh, I was saying the other day this could be a race to finish second. Actually, this group, if you're on a decent yeah. path. I don't think things like that. Yeah, I don't think you can plan things like that. I think I think people are far too quick to jump to conclusions to think, oh, if we finish second rather than first, we'll get this one, we'll get that one. You can only beat what's put in front of you and different scenarios and the motivation of a perhaps lesser team. I don't think you can you can plan that beforehand. And uh, as we've said before, I think uh, I think how far Belgium go in this tournament will be more down to their players than their manager. I'm hoping that the young Monaco player, Yuri Tielemans, gets, uh, gets a run out because uh, there's definitely something about him. He's, uh, he's been rated ever since his Anderlecht days and um, I'm hoping we'll get to see more of him tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Um, excellent. Well, guys, anything anybody else wants to add after today's action? No, I'm all good. All good. No, nothing from my end, no. All right, super. Excellent. Right, guys, uh, thank you ever so much for joining us. Uh, Greg, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Uh, find me on Twitter, um, at Greg Kitchen. Okay, and James, if they want to follow you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, at, at James Rowe NL. 
Excellent. Uh, at Man on the Post is the Twitter account for ourselves, also the Instagram account, and also the Facebook. Uh, you can follow us or like us on Facebook for Man on the Post. Just search Man on the Post for all your uh, social media, and we'll either appear or not appear. We haven't got a Snapchat account because I don't think either of us or any of us are sort of fourteen-year-old teenage girls, so don't go look in there. Um, you can subscribe to us through iTunes, and it will automatically land in your inbox every day. Uh, or you can follow us on Acast and. Uh, all podcasts will land automatically into your um, inbox there as well so guys thank you ever so much for joining us my pleasure my pleasure no worries and always remember to keep your man on the post (laughs) 